Today we talk about, does intracytoplasmic sperm injection, also known as ICSI, ICSI, harm your eggs during the fertilization process? I'm Dr. Mark Amos, and this is Taco About Fertility Tuesday. One of the toughest things when going through the IVF process is that you have to trust the doctor and the staff that the recommendations they're making are best for you. No one is expected to be an embryologist when they're going through IVF. And so it can be difficult because as you're navigating things, you're trying to pick the best things for you. And one of those choices is using ICSI, also known as intracytoplasmic sperm injection, or using standard insemination. To define these, let's talk about what each are. ICSI, called intracytoplasmic sperm injection, is where we inject the sperm into each egg. Standard insemination is when we take the sperm and just put it on top of the eggs. Now, in both situations, we're going to clean the sperm and have it ready to be able to fertilize. Some processes require ICSI and you won't have a choice. For example, if you are doing PGTM for a genetic disorder, we will want to do ICSI because you want one sperm with one egg so you don't have any contamination that can cause the results to be inaccurate. There are also chips that reduce the fragmentation of sperm. One of those chips is called a Zymot chip. And those require ICSI to be able to be used. The other situation where you need to use ICSI is when the sperm count is very low, usually below 5 million total modal count, or if some parameters of the sperm are poor, that would cause you to need ICSI. So it's a difficult decision. When you don't have one of those things and the clinic asks you which you would like to do. Matter of fact, one of the consents you will sign is whether you want to do ICSI or standard insemination. Now, as a patient, obviously you're going to defer to the doctor and usually they're going to recommend one over the other. But when there isn't a benefit, they're going to let you make the decision. Now, the question is why? Why let the patient make the decision? You've never been through med school and you've never been an embryologist. Why would they do that? Well, it's because no one has a crystal ball on what's going to happen. When you do ICSI, you are guaranteeing that a sperm will get in the egg. You are definitely not guaranteeing that the egg will get fertilized, but you are guaranteeing an egg will get a sperm into it. But When it comes to standard insemination, there is no guarantee that the sperm will actually make it into the egg. And so you can have a thing called failed fertilization, where no sperm get in the egg. Now, a lot of times people will say, well, just do the rescue ICSI. Isn't that just as good? And it's not. Rescue ICSI is not the same thing as ICSI. ICSI is when we plan to do ICSI and we do it planned by using sperm that has already been prepped for that. Rescue ICSI is when nothing fertilizes, and then we have to get sperm injected into the eggs, hoping 
that they will then fertilize. Now, the reason it doesn't work as well is because the sperm is from the day before, but additionally, the egg is near the end of life. It's only alive for about 24 hours, and we're about 24 hours out by the time we figure this out. And so it is known that when an egg is fertilized through rescue ICSI, then the chances of success will go down. Now, this is different than someone who was planning on doing standard insemination, and then they saw the sperm was bad and switched to ICSI. In that situation, your chances would still be the same as anyone else. But if they come in the morning and find out none of the eggs fertilize with standard insem and then do rescue ICSI, the chances are lower. So then it's settled. Everyone should do ICSI. Interestingly, some clinics do only do ICSI. Now, clearly, if everything was only positive, everyone would do ICSI. But the reason we don't all do ICSI is because we know that there are some risks to doing ICSI. The first risk that you probably didn't realize is that ICSI usually has a lower fertilization rate than standard fertilization, with ICSI being around 70% and standard insemination being in the 80s to 85%. Now, keep in mind, that's only for everyone when you look at normal sperm, normal eggs, that we're talking about those statistics. If the sperm is bad or there are other issues that require ICSI, then ICSI will have a higher chance than standard insemination. But the big question comes up, which is, does ICSI hurt the egg? Because really, that's the question. No one should do ICSI if it's going to hurt the egg. And it does hurt the egg. But then why do we do it? Although it hurts the eggs, the risk is still very small. Very few eggs are going to be hurt just by the ICSI process as long as the embryologist is skilled in what they're doing. If my 16-year-old daughter did it, she probably would kill the egg. Just because she's never done ICSI and probably doesn't know how to do it. But in the hands of a skilled embryologist, the risk is almost zero. But then why do eggs sometimes get hurt, even in skilled hands? Well, because there can be other factors that can hurt an egg. For example, the egg may be poor quality and fragile and be hurt by the ICSI process. Specifically, women who are more mature and who are in their 40s usually will have eggs that are more fragile and can be hurt by ICSI. Now, in no way am I saying you shouldn't use ICSI. But what I'm saying is, if you use ICSI and you find that a lot of your eggs degenerated or that the oolema leaked content of the egg after ICSI, then I would recommend trying standard insemination in another cycle. There are times I recommend ICSI because it would be somewhat dangerous to try standard insemination. For example, I had a patient whose husband unfortunately passed away, and we only had the one vial of sperm. In that situation, I wouldn't want to take a risk using standard insemination, so I recommended ICSI. It also allowed us to use less sperm, and then we could keep the sperm we didn't use. With standard insemination, 
you need to use more sperm for fertilization than you would with ICSI. Now, unlike getting a visit from Jason from Friday the 13th, you don't know if that ICSI harmed the egg right away. If the ICSI needle, after puncturing the egg, starts knowing leakage, then at that point, we know the egg was unstable in the membrane and the cytoplasmic fluid could be seen leaking out. At that time, we know something is wrong. Additionally, sometimes when we go to do ICSI, the egg can degenerate at that moment. And again, it would be noted immediately. But a lot of times, you come in the next day and you find the egg degenerated. And in that situation, it's hard to know, was it from the ICSI or was it just from the egg was poor quality and it was going to degenerate anyways? The point is, when choosing to do ICSI or standard insemination, there should be multiple factors that you think about. One, could it hurt your egg if you have eggs that have been known to be fragile? Two, do you have to use it, such as with PGTM or severe sperm problems? Three, did you travel a far distance to come here and spend every penny to do this cycle and can't do it again? It might be worth to do ICSI. At our clinic, we have an option for patients to select whatever the lab thinks is best. In that situation, we always plan to do standard insemination, but sometimes we'll switch to ICSI if we find problems wrong with the sperm. At our clinic, we even do a full semen analysis on the day of IVF to verify that the standard insemination process will be successful by checking the sperm and the morphology. My rule of thumb is usually if you've used ICSI before, you should use it again unless you've had a bad experience such as the egg being harmed. I also am a big believer if you have unexplained infertility, you should not jump to ICSI. But if you've had at least three years of unexplained infertility, I tend to recommend either doing half and half, meaning ICSI and standard SEM, to find out if there may be an issue with fertilization. In the end, the chances of ICSI hurting your egg is so small, it really should not be something that comes into your decision. I would never be afraid to do ICSI, again, unless you had a situation where things went wrong, but there is concern with standard insemination at times since they don't fertilize. Hopefully, you're at a clinic like ours When that happens and you don't get any fertilization, we help our patients out and help them to do another cycle. We appreciate the fact that no one has that crystal ball and that you need to do the right thing and help them out. Overall, don't be afraid to use ICSI. And if your doctor doesn't recommend it, don't do it. And if you find that your eggs are fragile and they were killed by ICSI, then you should try standard insemination, but never be afraid about ICSI. As always, I greatly appreciate everyone who listens to the podcast. As I always say, if you like it, tell a friend about it. And if you can, review us on your favorite medium about our podcast. Until next week, this is Taco Bout Fertility Tuesday.